certain topics of discussion may not be comfortable for all listeners. Certain viewpoints may not reflect those of our partners, sponsors, affiliates, our hosts, or that of our guests. We would like to encourage everybody to keep a respectful and open climate of discussion for all topics, no matter how disturbing they may be. So viewer discretion is advised. It does not matter where you stand, nor what it is you feel is grand. Magic is all around. Magic is never gone. And it is more than you will ever know. And trust us. And trust her. For here you will find that the lost of magics have never disappeared. Hello guys, this is Sherry and welcome to our Friday evening show with the Lost Magics. I hope that you're all very well and okay. Hello to all of the chat. So tonight I have got a very special guest joining me. His name is Curtis. He's into the paranormal. He is also an author of five books. He has got some interesting content and video stuff that he sent me over which I'm going to be sharing with you guys today so that and also having him up on the show so that you can get to know him and you can support him i will be posting some links in the room as well so we will be starting off with doing the questions i will have some questions for curtis curtis can answer the questions and stuff i will show his content then at the end you guys can ask him some questions and we'll get some towards and through the show as well so i'm not going to leave lovely Curtis in the bottom any longer so let's welcome up welcome him up hello Curtis how are you hi Sherry how are you I'm very good thank you very much I hope you're well I'm good right so obviously I met Curtis a couple of weeks back he'd messaged saying that he very much enjoyed my shows and he found me very interesting in that and we got into a little conversation where he'd clarified that he was an author and that he was into investigations into the paranormal and things and I'd asked him if he would come up for an interview and he's been looking forward to coming he was a little bit nervous earlier which I can understand I'm sure a lot of you have been in that seat when you're coming up with me but he is here so what I'm going to ask you to do Curtis if you could just give the guys in the room a little bit of information on how they can support you, so what platforms they can find you on, a little bit of information about what you do and what you're into, so that they kind of have an idea for who you are. Well, I started writing songs when I was a teenager back in the 70s and wrote songs. And after that, soon after that, I started writing poetry. And played in bands, wrote poetry, and started writing books, got some, got my books out there, and, and audio books, and now, which got me into the paranormal, and paranormal investigations, which I've been doing a few of them lately, and I had some very strange things happen to me during them, but if anybody's interested in you watch my videos, you can watch True Stories, Strange 
true or just ask me and I'll let you know anything you want to know. Yeah, no, that's really amazing. So um, I'm, what I'm going to do then is I'll start asking you some questions. And it's really just generally about yourself, Curtis, and your interests and stuff. So that guys can get a little bit more information and a bit more of an understanding of who you are. And um, as, as we're doing that and you're answering the questions, I will post out your links. And if any of you guys want to support him, you can just hit the links and go over and support lovely Curtis. So... I'm going to start out with your first question, which is, so how long have you been actually on social media doing the things that you do, like publishing out your um, your books, your poetry, your paranormal? Probably about two and a half to three years. I, I was going to quit two and a half three, or three years ago, and I decided to start writing, obviously, and then it started flowing. I started writing books and poetry and... If it wasn't for my wife, you know, supporting me and right there with me all the way through it, I probably would have quit. I, you know, without her, I probably would have just quit and stopped doing it. But it was something I loved to do as a kid and as a teenager. And now that I'm older, I'm getting older, but I still love to do it. You know, I don't. I want to do it. I'm excited by it, you know, and the younger guys coming up and kids coming up, I hope they get into it and you know, enjoy it. It's something to, to know about the other side and to know where you're going to go, you know, or, you know, what it's like on the other side. And you, you don't know if you're going to meet someone on the other side or not, but we're getting close, you know. Okay. And we're getting very close, you know, where we can actually talk and know where they're at, you know, and it's it's right there. I think we've got some of your fans in the room as well. Jana Stone, hello and welcome. And really good that you're a, a huge fan of Curtis. That's really, really cool. Thank you, guys. Right. So, and, yeah, no, I do agree. I think that um, studying and looking into the paranormal is a really, really important thing because we're all going to be part of that one day. We're all going to go over to the other side and... Um, obviously there is clearly a lot of people that have a lot of experiences out there there is definitely something out there I would know with the abilities that I have so for me even though I can see things with my own eyes I do like to to can't you know to research it and bring it out in evidence so that I do use equipment and stuff because there are people out there that can't see like I do and things like that so and I've always found the paranormal very fascinating it's always been a very big part of my life since a kid so I can very much agree with you there that it's something that you can't stop being part of. And that's when you know that you're in a good career or you're in a good pathway if you enjoy doing what you're doing. If you enjoy doing it, then you know you're in the right place. You know what I mean? So Yeah, it's, it's not really work if you enjoy it. Like you know what I mean? If, it, if you enjoy it, it's not like working, you know? I it, mean, exactly. It's, it's it just comes natural. Very glad to meet you as well, um, Jana. It's really good to have you in the room. So going on to question two. So when did you start doing your singing and writing? So when did you start having your interest in doing your writing uh, uh, of your songs and doing your singing? Like when I, I started it when, when I probably a teenager in high school. I started playing local bands a little bit around town, a little bit here and there. 
And, you know, and what is out. it that you play? I've, I've seen a guitar. Guitar. Is that, about the main, is that what you play in, like, in, it, your, yeah, like in the band? Guitar. Yeah, a little, I'm not a great guitarist. I never was, but, you know, and I wasn't ever a great singer, but, you know, when you write a good, I can write good, you know what I mean? So I know if I write yeah. something really well and I can't find somebody to sing it, I ended up starting singing my own stuff, you know, and because I could not get anybody to sing my own stuff. Like some of my poetry that I've written lately uh, off in the Clover Forest Collection, I like Raven's Call and A Crow's Heart, and some of my favorite ones are right there. I mean, they're darker. They're darker than some of my other stuff, but I like them. I like Raven's Call and, and you know, uh, A Crow's Heart, and there's a couple, some other ones on there. But, yeah, you know, I mean, I started writing in school, played, started playing guitar with my cousin back in high school. And we started a band called Birds of a Feather. Huh. It was pretty cool. We did our, all Beatles, all Beatles and Stones and The Who and played all over the place. There's tapes somewhere of us somewhere still hanging around, probably. Somebody's still listening to them. But we were good. Yeah, see, music is the song, okay? Like, music is your soul, your music is your emotion and your way. Now, like, I'm, I'm not very good with things like guitars and stuff like that, even though I absolutely love them and I think they're amazing. My my partner plays the guitar and plays it very well and has been in bands and stuff. But I do things like the tongue drum and, um, like, the drum that, you, that like, the Irish people would play. I, like, I do those sort of things. And I think that music is a really... I love Irish music. ...factor to life. And it doesn't really matter if you're not very good at it. As long as you enjoy it and other people can see the enjoyment in that and feel something from it, then it's a good song. It doesn't matter what you sound like or whatever. As long as people can relate to that that word and that feeling, then it's a song, isn't it? That's yeah. how I look at well, it. You don't have to be the best singer in the world, in my opinion. Just yeah, be you. Yeah, my son plays guitar, and we did a couple of songs. We did one, a very good demo called Impossible Peace, which I really like it. And then we did one called Maybe Love, which is really cool. They're really nice songs, and the videos are on my channel. But they're good. I mean, they're good. I got quite a few people watched them, you know, and liked them. It's not – I never did this for money, you know, but – at some point when I was younger, I always wanted to make money doing it, but I never made money. <laughs> I mean, I always wanted to make money, but I couldn't make money. That, I find I that know. a lot. Like the things that you set out to do and you want to make into a career always end up being the things that, that don't really turn into a career, but something that becomes part of your life for a very long period of time. Like, you know, and um, I guess I, that life works out the way it's supposed to. You know, life is, happens how it's supposed to happen. and. You go with your Yeah. Yep. If you're trying to make money doing it, forget it because you're not going to do it. If you're going to write because you love it, you will make money. It's just, I don't want to make money from my, uh, you know, my books and stuff, but I would like to. But I, I just want to really be appreciated for it. But I tell you, in the last two and a half years, I've written a lot. I've written five books, four audio books, probably 200 and something videos. I, edited all my videos and what I am I doing? Is that your book 
I might bring up your books, Curtis, um, so that the guys can. Well, I'll, I'll bring up the um, the books that you've wrote because you sent me the pictures for them, didn't you? So let me uh, get Chris to do that. I don't usually wear glasses, but I. My eyes have been bad lately. I don't know what the heck's going on there with that, but that might be where you're. Um, maybe you're looking at a laptop screen too much or something. So I'm the same. Like my eyes just seem to be really bad at the minute. Like, do you wear glasses, Sherry? No, I don't. No. I don't wear glasses, but I think I may have to. I'm not sure. I, I'm supposed to be wearing them when I'm reading, you know, and uh, so that's why I wear them. So this this is one of uh, Curtis's books, Angels and Demons, Strange and Strange Experiences, True Stories, Strange But True Part Two, and obviously it is by Curtis. Yeah, it's a, then you've that, got, that, that was something I really loved that, that one. It was so tell, tell, by, us little, tell us a little bit about um, this book. What made you want to write this book? Well, it, it was a part two from the first one, First Angels, Demons, and Strange Experiences. Uh, there was a lot of experiences that I had growing up as a child, or and, you know, uh, I just wanted to write it. I was writing it down. Some of my family members have, had had very strange experiences you know and i i remember those stories you know growing up as a as a kid and i ended up writing every one of them things down and i remembered some of my own experiences that i had you know we used to live way out on the hills in east Hamlet chill waverly new york and i would walk home a lot of the times because i didn't have a car at the time when i was young and didn't have a car and would walk up these old winding roads in the hills and it, like I said, when we walk by Lover's Lane, you always got that eerie, weird, strange feeling that someone was watching you, you know? So it was very strange up those roads. So like, so you wrote the book through, like, experiences and, and stories that people had told you, and that, which is really, really good to, to set out on a book and things. Like, when you've got uh, imaginations like that, that you can do that sort of thing, that's really cool. I am going to look into a couple of your books and um, see if I, I definitely want to try and get this one because this one looks really interesting. So moving on to the next one. So the next book is Angels and Demons, Strange Experiences. So this is obviously part uh, part one, I take it, Curtis. Um, so yeah. is it not yeah. the same sort of line or is there something a bit different in this book? Yeah, they start a different periods, different time periods. Like when I was younger, the first one was when I was very young or, or younger. And then now the second one actually speaks of, you know, like uh, my paranormal investigations and my daughters uh, involved in that. My wife did some sessions with me and, you know, and, you know, it's very exciting. I love it. I love doing it. A lot of people don't want me to do it anymore. They think it's funny. They don't want me to do it. But I just love doing it. 
yeah well you keep doing what you want to do if it's something that you enjoy and you have a passion about there is a lot of people out there that would take what you're writing seriously and can relate to that so you keep doing what you love like people's opinions shouldn't matter when it's something that you have a passion for that's just my opinion though yeah then we have got this one which is a collection of poems and songs and other writings is this so is this a book also is this got like your content and yeah this is a collection of poems that i wrote there's there's a a poem i call a song poem because it could been could have been a song but it was a poem about marilyn monroe marilyn goddess of the screen is in there uh there's a tribute to george harrison in there uh it, there's about the world. I mean, there's a lot of things about. I write about the world and and where we're heading, and I don't like where it's heading, so I write about it. I don't know if people like to hear it, but they probably don't want to hear where we're heading. But we're heading and not in a good place, you know, with the way the world is today. So there are and, a lot of open people that would listen to that sort of stuff you know what i mean there are a lot of people out there like you're going to get people that come across to you and tell you don't do this and do that and i think a lot of that's jealousy and because like um, um jana said in the room as well it's because people don't understand your sort of way of work but that doesn't mean that it's a reason for you to stop or anything you know there's clearly people that very much appreciate what you do and you just do it for them you don't take notice of the people that don't believe in you or don't like what you do you know that that that's up to them that's how I, I say it you know but just just be you yeah I, I don't want to quit doing it I'm getting older no, I but don't. I, I don't want to be showing these ones yet because uh I'd show that last so you've got um in the clover forest collection so what's this book about well this is uh, a collection like of short stories and poetry which are there's uh in the clover forest there's a lot of things that happen in the clover forest like leprechauns uh strange thinking things happen in that uh forest and i just wrote sh- so a lot of short stories there's uh adventures in the clover forest uh emerald heart uh, is in there which is i love that one it's pretty that would be a good song emerald heart and then there's, uh, oh, yeah. you know, uh, Raven's Calls on there, Where Darkness Looms. Uh, I'm trying to remember some of them. It's been a while, but there's some of my so favorites. You've got quite a, so you've got quite a collection of stories and poems and stuff in these books. So the people, yeah. would, that, if they were to purchase your books and stuff, they would be able to um, have a, a very exciting read by the sounds of it. You've got a lot of stuff in there for them to enjoy and to relate to and um, things which is really really good and uh, the the covers look really cool as well i think they look very and and sherry when i write i write weird because i used to write i can write poetry and songs and you know and when i write on my inner i write a poem so i can turn it into a song or i write a song because i can turn it into a poem it's like interchangeable that's how i it's i know it's strange a lot of my friends i used to play guitar with you know, I, I don't concern. think that's strange. I don't think yeah. that's strange. I think, I, you know, I think poetry is a, a type of music. It's just a, another sort of way of expressing music. So why would it, it not be? I, I very much agree with what you're saying there, definitely. How about Jim Morrison? Uh, was uh, Jim Morrison, he wrote, I mean, his stuff is poetic. It's uh, very, you know, cool. I always liked him. 
And that book yeah, there. And it's good when you've got ins- inspirations and people that you look up to and that really inspire you to be who you are. That's a really good thing to have in your life. That. So my summer in New York. So what? So what's this about? Is this about you or is this about experiences, things that you've had while you've been in New York? Yeah, this is a this is a book I wrote. I was in New York City in the early 90s. I actually was homeless in New York City for a few months down there, and that's how I became you know, to write it. I was it's, I was having family problems. I was working on a in a foundry. Uh, I was an operator in the CB18, and I just one day I just put my machine, shut my machine down. I asked my father if he would take me to to the bus station and uh, one ticket right there in New York City. I, he said, if you get one ticket, he said, you're not going to be able to get I said, so I got one ticket. He gave me a ride to the bus station, got on the bus. I told him I had a round ticket, though. So he thought I had a way back. But once I got to, you know, on the bus, I started heading. It took hours and hours. Finally, I started seeing the skyline of New York City and, you know, the Empire State Building and, I got off uh, at the Port Authority and started walking down. I didn't know anyone there. I had no family in New York City. I just was there to try to get an act. I tried to get a shaving job in a commercial that I almost got it. Almost got on NYPD Blue too, <laughs> but I didn't get out of there. But anyway, walking down in, I slept in Central Park quite a few times, which is very scary in Central Park, I'll tell you, and. Finally, I got working in the Bronx for a crooked Irish cop. <laughs> I was working for him. He was crooked, though. Took my money. I never got paid. But finally, I had family problems, so I couldn't get him to send me money down to get out of there. Finally, they, they did start sending money. But I was living in this park in the Bronx with these homeless people for a few for a while there. And they would, you know, give me food, give me a place to shower. But every time my money would be sent, they were right there. They would call me Waverly. They said, Waverly, come on, I gotta, we gotta have your money. We've been taking care of you for quite a while here. But, you know, finally I got out of there, though. I did get out of, went to the social services offices in Brooklyn. And wow, I tell you, I could tell you more about that book. That, I had some awful scary times. I met, the mob, I met people involved with the mob down there, and uh, one guy had one finger. He said he lost his finger for he owed the mob money, and he took his thumb off, and they were about ready to take the other fingers off. I said, man, I said, no, it's something else. But there was a lot of good people, and a lot of those homeless people, some of them were doormen at luxury hotels. Some of them were rich people at one time. And just fell on their butts and ended up being homeless. There's one old couple I uh, froze to death up in New York City. They they were they lost their home and they're on the park benches and stuff, and they just froze to death. And it's just there's a lot of stories of people that you just would not believe. And I, I understand what it's like to be homeless because I used to be many many years ago. I was homeless and stuff like that, and would rely on them, you know, that I'd go and wash in, like, uh, the sinks toi- uh, sinks in the toilets and things like that, and 
<laughs> Gratefully for me, I come across some very nice people that helped me to get out of the situation that I was in as well and made my life a lot better. Yeah, it's not the greatest life, but it's, you know, it's a lot better than what it used to be, and I'm thankful for that. So I can, I can relate to you in that way. So it sounds like you've had quite an eventful life, a uh, a busy life, and a life that's made you very open and able to see a lot of things that maybe others wouldn't. Yeah, so. That's really interesting, and it sounds like this book would be a very interesting read because it sounds like you've had a an interesting journey. I was, I was trying to get it like Angels, Demons, and Strange Experiences. I was trying to shop them around, trying to get a little show, a, a show or something but like this. I'd like to get this made into a movie. I've been shopping it around a little bit. I've been asking, you know, producers and and. You know, I think it would be a great movie. My Summer in New York. Wouldn't that be a good movie? I mean... It would. It would. And um, that would be a really catchy film name. And just don't ever give up on trying to do those things. There will be somebody one day, I'm sure, that's going to like what you do and and do that. Don't never give up on your dreams and stuff. And, uh, you know, to be honest, this one would make a good movie. And I think the Angels and Demon one would probably make quite a, a good movie as well. Like, a lot of books that authors write and that become movies and uh, things for people to be inspired by don't they so just keep going and I, I agree um, Dana we were saying the same things and um, so this is like a little name tag card that um, Curtis sent over he's got his name on it um, Curtis D Skewing God Jr. will be doing a book signing September the 20th. This was just him, like, he put something forward saying about a book signing that he'd done. And around again. Yeah, that's a, a, a shop down in Sayre, Pennsylvania, where I had a, a book signing. And they're wonderful people. I had a book signing. I think two people showed up. One actually bought a book, which <laughs> that's, uh, I probably had two people show up. That's kind of disheartening. That's what I'm with the COVID and everything. I even sold, yeah. I probably sold 135 units or something. But I'm I mean, sure you would have uh, got a lot more people if it wasn't for the for the virus and stuff. But it, it's stuff like this when you've got this passion, you you just continue to do it, okay? Because um, you know that the times will get better and people will start to come out and notice again. And um, yeah, I'm sure it can be disheartening because you put all that time and effort into the books and then obviously hardly anyone was there. But the way of the world has been crazy for the last couple of years. So it's kind of expected. So, you you know, you can try that again and maybe this time it'll be even more successful. But this was the uh, the card that he sent over to me to um, show up here, guys. Obviously... I'll come back to showing you the uh, pictures and stuff that he sent me in a little while. But he's a, obviously, as you can tell, Curtis is a very interesting per. He's a very interesting person. It sounds like he's had a, an eventful life and stuff. And um, he's wrote those books. You can actually purchase those books on Amazon. I have got the links for that. So I'm just going to ask him his next question. And while he is, uh, is speaking to you guys a little bit about the question I've asked, I will put his links into the room so that you can go and check out his books. You can check out his sites and stuff he's got. 
so you can support him if you can, guys. So, question number three, Curtis, is where did you get where did you get like the passion to uh, to start doing your songwriting? What made you get into doing songwriting and that? Was there I something think, behind it? Was there family that you had that that were yeah, like that? I think, yeah, I think I started writing when I, you know, I I, I grew up listening to Elton John and the Beatles and the Stones and everybody else was listening to other things, you know, American music. I was more, I was more listening to the, you know, Beatles, Stones, UK stuff. I, that's what I listened to. And they always thought I was weird for listening to that stuff. But I always liked it. That's what I liked. And I, that's what I played. They knew if you're coming to my house, you're going to either hear Alan John or you're going to hear the Beatles or, you know, this was when I was a younger kid, you know, young kid. There was no way around it. I would not play nothing but Elton or something when I was younger. And I think he's he's a perfectionist. I think that's where I got writing from. And when I write a song, sometimes if it's 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, I don't care what time it is, I have to get up, I have to change a line, or I will not stop writing until I get it just right, you know. And I think I – and he's such a – I can't even say, you know, and Elton is so, so perfect with his music and his voice and, and his writer. He's a good Tuppen. singer. Oh, he's something else. Singer. His voice is wonderful. Uh, and Bernie Tuppen, he has had that lyric writer for, I don't know, what, 50, 60 years now? And he was one of the best lyric writers I've ever, I've never, uh, he's, his words are just, blows me away. I mean, his he's most definitely a very talented man and he's been around a very long time now and he's very much respected for his music and i i agree he's a he's an amazing um, songwriter and artist most definitely yeah he's i think that's how i i didn't try to write like him but i think i you know their perfectionism is what i always liking myself after um, i mean just their way of going about things, the way they would write a song, the way they would work together. They just went about it like business-like, and it was just straight to the point. They, and it was wonderful how, what they come up with. I mean, some of them songs you will never hear again. I don't think anybody yeah, exactly. will ever... Yeah, I don't think anybody will ever write like them guys, or the Beatles either. No. Definitely not. No, and there's always like you, those bands and those ones out there that really really do that for you and really inspire you to be that way and um, that them sort of bands are like that they're absolutely amazing guys i have put all of the links to curtis's amazon his twitter um to his youtube his facebook and also to the the um goodread um site that he has as well um i've put all of the links there so you can support all of them and go over and support him and show him some love guys that is very very much important you know that's what we're about in this community so please hit them. So what age would you say that you was when you started writing your poetry? Was it around the same time as um you you started writing your music and, and things? It was a, it was probably a little bit after. Probably a little bit after I the music and songs, you know, I I did get a little bit of success with them at, at early. 
and then it just went away and then I started writing poetry and I mean I could write I could write 15 poems in, a, in an evening you know so once I get writing I just don't stop and my wife knows that once I get writing I just don't want to I just keep going I write and write and write and write I just don't quit yeah, and um, I guess that's how you know that it's, it's it's like a passion and it's um, something that's dear to you. And not not being funny, but songwriting and poetry and and things like that, they're it's really difficult to do to do if you don't really understand it. And that you have got to really have like a personality and um, one of those minds that you know venture and see things like in different ways I, I just think that people that can write books and, and things like that I think that they're quite fascinating yeah that's right I don't know why I just started maybe it was because I lost so many people I've lost a lot of family members and started to well, that kind of cuts in. into my next thing what inspired you to write your poetry so losing people and and experiences yeah. and things you've gone through has inspired you to do it yeah, I think so, you know, and I lost a lot of people and in my life. And, you know, it's just a, as you get older, you, you know you're going to go too, you know, that's where you're oh, yeah. going. So, I mean, you want to get yourself not acclimated to it, but you know where you're going. Eternity is eternity, you know, and that's yeah. it. And we're, we're just here for a little short time to borrow this space here in these bodies that we're in right now. And so you're looking what we're all all looking for is eternity. You know what I mean? I mean, that's what we're all really looking for is eternity because that's where, you know, we're spending the rest of our, all of it, the rest of it, right? Well, that's how I look at it. Like I've always said to people that, um, you know, our bodies, like that, you know, the flesh and, the, and what you see, it's a vessel, okay? It's somewhere for your spirit, for your true self, like your person that uh, goes on for eternity um, exists, okay? But sometimes they need a, it needs a physical body to be able to, to educate, to learn, to teach and to do things. So then, therefore, we're, we were put here and we were put into a physical body so that we could continue that, that learning and that understanding of the world and how a being should be and um i believe that we've been in many lives and we have been many forms of things not just human but other things as well some of us still connected to that okay so for me like our body is just a vessel it's just something to hold us so that we could exist because let's not let's face it in this world there's so many people that don't see the other side that if we didn't have a physical body to exist a lot of us wouldn't see each other Okay, so we need a, a physical way to exist. We need a physical way for people to be able to take notice of what we're doing. So that's what I believe that we're here for. We're here to learn and to educate, to find the true self and who we were truly formed to be is what I believe we're here to do. And I believe that whatever you do here really does characterise what's going to happen to you when you go as well. You know, so I do agree with you there. I do Totally. Yeah, it's you know, there's a lot of people I wish they could have met, like like John Lennon, you know, or John Lennon. I wish I could have met him. You know, a lot of people who passed who who wrote I admired a lot, and I just never wish I could have met. 
but I mean, yeah. you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, look at all the people who have passed Mozart. I mean, Mozart, man, I, Amadeus Mozart. Oh my God, I love that music. I love Amadeus. I love There's the been some too. very talented people that have been lost. Some very, very talented people. I mean, I always thought this thing, when I was younger, I always had this really weird feeling that, which, when you're younger, you think, you know, you, that you're invincible and you're not going to get sick and you're not going to get older and you're, and I was like that. I was a rebel. I was always didn't care if I lived or died. I bet I dodged. I don't know how many bullets. I probably should have been dead two or two, quite a few times. Um, I think that when you're young, you're kind of not prone to to the the existences of danger and and things like that. And I think all of us probably felt like that when we were younger. I know that I did. I didn't believe that I could ever die or anything could ever happen to me and stuff. And then as you get older, you kind of reality hits you and you realise that things can happen to you and you need to be a little bit more careful on that. I just think that when you're, you're a child, you don't have any care in the world, do you? You don't have anything you fear because you're just so innocent and so open-minded. You just want to know everything. So and I, I believe that that's half the reason why a lot of children see spirit as well. Children see spirits because they're very open-minded. They're very open to new things because they don't understand it, so they want to know about it. And, you know, I I, I find children very fascinating. And I think that they're very interesting. Me too. So, getting on to the paranormal, because obviously you're doing paranormal stuff. So, when would you say was your first paranormal experience like when you first realized that there was actually um another side that we go to probably when i was uh probably in my early 20s i was <clears throat> i used to work on the road and i actually had a job mowing graveyards and i was left in one of the graveyards and uh i had to dig a grave and i was digging a grave and they left me there behind to dig the grave so i continued to dig it but there was this one little grave in the back of the graveyard, which I caught my attention, you know. And her name was Emily. And I, it just looked like her grave was unkempt and not, nobody was taking care of her grave. So I went right through grave and I started taking care of her grave. Every time I would go to the mold, that graveyard, I would take care of her grave. And this one day I went there. And I was taking care of a grave, uh, raking, weeding it, and I heard a moan. And then I heard, you know, it was like a moan, and then I, the her grave raised up and actually moved me up in the air a little bit. It just grazed and breathing. <clears throat> it scared me. I mean, I don't know if it, it was a good thing or if she liked me cleaning her grave or not, but it was like a moan, and kind of scared me a little bit that well, some, when I, that's when i sometimes when they communicate and that they can't get their voice out properly can they like sometimes when they talk yeah. you can't actually physically like even though they're talking you can't physically hear what they're saying so it does sound like they're doing a moan or or something it, that that does happen or maybe she she was somebody that couldn't talk and she would communicate through making sounds or noises and stuff so maybe this is why you was hearing that as well spirits are very baffling 
And that's why it I'm was... an investigator, because I, I love every aspect to do with the uh, paranormal and I find it a very fascinating. I'm trying to get comfortable here because I'm telling you, I'm very uncomfortable. But no, it's just, yeah, I've had quite a few different experiences that has happened. And that was one of them. But, I, you know, lately I've been having a, kind of, a few, you know, strange occurrences since I've been doing the the paranormal investigations, which, ah, strange, very strange things that has happened. And uh, I don't know. I, my son was with me a couple of times. And like I was talking with you earlier with the the lady's voice that said out. And I have on my, yeah, and I have a, we usually would, we'll do a EVP uh, evaluation, like a video, you know, uh, a evidence review video. And we we listened to it and we started listening to it and you could hear voices and uh, shouting, screaming, uh, angry. Some of them weren't. And then there was, you know, I heard like pounding. I heard a stone move. It was like the, like granite moving a tomb, opening a tomb. And all that was on this EVP recorder when I did an evidence review video. And I'll tell you, man, that, that stuff there was strange yeah and to be quite honest there's always going to be really strange experiences in the paranormal that there's always going to be things that might leave you scratching your head and wondering what go what's going on even when you're spiritually open and you uh, can communicate and that even sometimes i'm left like what just happened there like you know it's just one of those things but it, oh, i love the paranormal I'm absolutely addicted to the paranormal. It's just that it's part of my life. It has been all my life. So for me, I, I don't think I'd be who I am if I didn't. I've just seen an orb then. Um, I don't think I'd be who I was if I wasn't this way. Like if I wasn't a witch and stuff, I'm very spiritual, very open and uh, very comfortable with my beliefs. And I think that I, I wouldn't be who I am if I wasn't the way I am now. So. Um, I'm like that too, you know. I mean, I'm not a witch or a warlock or anything like that, but I I have strong beliefs in, you know, the Lord and. But yeah, like you, and I think a lot of people get really confused when you hear the word witch. They don't think that we we love God or we believe in God, and we do. There are witches that believe in loving God. I believe in loving God, but I happen to believe in love in other energies as well. You know, it's just that's just who I am. I feel more comfortable in my witch faith than I do being in a, a faith that's in a church. I, I just feel very much at home with nature and stuff. And that's just why I'm the way I am, you know. Um, I think a lot of people betray us to be something that we're not. We're not bad people. We're not people that put curses and things on you. We're, we're just people that understand the earth. We understand the way the earth works. And we understand about life and feeling and emotion and things like that. So... They're just very open to that. That's what that's what we are. Uh, there are bad in there, of course there is. There's bad witches, but I am one. I'm not one, definitely not. I'm all <clears> about <throat> love and light and positivity, you know. So when you say that you've been going into the paranormal and stuff, so have you only just recently started doing investigations and stuff, or have you been doing that <clears> for a while? No, actually, I was doing it when I was younger. 
but I didn't realize that we we were doing it back then without all the electronics and all the you know ring bells and rings that you have today. You have EVP voice recorders, you have you know uh, EMF meters, you have you know all this electronics that we didn't have. 30, 40 years ago, whenever, when I was younger, you know, but we were running around graveyards a long time ago. You know what I mean? We were running around through the graveyards, taking our little tape recorders and taping voices and taping voices. And I had tapes from years ago when we had those old tape, all the old, the old cassette tapes, you know, and I held on them for years. And some of them voices are pretty spooky. But in my days yeah. back then, you know, back then that was my, uh, you know, that was my ghost hunting, you know. Now, today, today they have everything. They have cameras. They have infrared cameras. They have all this electronic stuff. Look at ghost hunters or ghost adventurers and, and look what they yeah. have. I mean, if you yeah, can't I'll find it. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind sorry. those sort of, I don't mind those sort of teams, but I think that those, I think those teams can be contaminated by the people that are involved in in charge of them. You know what I mean? I I like investigations and paranormal the way that we do it here on YouTube and that, where it's us doing it personally. We've not got anyone running around telling us what to do. I I like being natural. It's the same with my witchcraft. Like people go, so you say you're a pagan? Yeah, I have pagan beliefs, but I do not follow fully the pagan way. Like I, I follow the read. I follow the things to do with the witchcraft and, you know, I've dedicated myself as a witch, but I've not dedicated myself as a full pagan, but I do have pagan beliefs in the, na the nature side of it. And when people go, well, where have you trained? I haven't trained to be a witch. I learned through my experiences and through who I am. I've learned through experimenting with things and realising the things that I can do with that and progressing my energy. So I am a natural witch and I'm a natural investigator. I've not had training. I've not had people to tell me how to to be and how to act I like being who I am and it's got me where I am and I am very good at what I do I don't pretend to know everything but what I do know I'm very good at and I've you know people have come to me and gone Sherry I've got these problems going on could you just do me a spell to give me a bit of luck and to just lift me I don't do things that are going to put me at risk or put anyone else at risk I do things that are going to benefit people they still have to work for what I've helped them to get but I won't do it to the point where people are going to start getting jinxed and everything else if it don't go right. I mean, I, I don't do it like that. I, I'm one of these. I will happily do you a spell. I'll happily do it, but you've got to put that work in as well. It's not just down to me to make that happen. I can't just make that happen. I can make it progress. I can make it come alight, but it's only you that can make it flower. You're the person that needs that that energy, that that gift, not me. I'm just giving it to you. I'm giving you that opportunity to have that gift or to have what you need. Do you know what I mean? So that that's how I look at things. It's, um, energy is a powerful thing, whether it's paranormal, spiritual. Energy is one of the most powerfulest links to us and to where we live. OK, and that's why it's really important to use it wisely. And I think some people, they can be quite bad in that way that they don't use it the right way, they overuse it and uh, they're not thankful or grateful. I will always give back what I've asked to take. I will not walk through a woods and just pick up a flower or take a branch off of a tree. I ask the tree for permission and I wait for that feeling that tells me it's okay to because I have that much respect 
that's how I've been brought up to be and I've been brought up through the spirit world to do that I have got certain energies around me that have been with me since before birth and, and things like that so and I've learned through them I've learned my aspects through them I've learned things through my mum having a spirituality when she was younger and watching some of her friends and that that really just got me to who I am and it's just naturally and I like being natural I, I won't call myself a medium I don't call myself a physic I'm a spiritualist I am open to everything and I, I don't see everything fully you know, I see things how I can relate. Right, so, it's coming. <clears throat> it's coming from somewhere. It's coming from it's, in, it's inside it your spirit. It's not. It's, it's yeah. It's your love. It's your passion. It all comes right. from inside. It's not yeah. a dare. It's not. You know, you're not daring. I dare you to go set somewhere like these ghost adventure people or whatever, ghost hunters, whatever. They, I dare you to go set down there and and yell at a ghost or and they do they try to irritate the ghosts and i've heard them some of these people well, they, and, do. they do and that's why i don't watch it because i do not i don't agree and i don't believe in disrespecting spirit respect them respect their home respect where you're going okay would you want someone to come in your home and treat you and disrespect you no so don't do it to them that's how i look at it okay and when I go to places and I do investigations, I will take food and drink offerings for them and I'll give them that every single time. I'll do prayers for them. I pray for the spirit. You know, I, I do. I show a lot of love and compassion, which is why I get a lot of activity because I've always been very open to them. Like me growing up, yes, I had friends, but I was what you would call a loner. I like to be a loner because my friends and the people that I felt comfortable around were my spirit people. They were the only people that have been prominent and been there through my life when I've needed them. <clears throat> I was a loner too. I was a loner too like that. Yeah, but yeah I know but what you're I, saying. It wasn't so much that I was. I had people that wanted to be friends with me, but I was just a very quiet person. And because of what I was and who I was, I, I didn't like to socialise with other people. And I've always had the ability to pick up on people's emotions and feelings and that. And as growing up, a lot of the energy that I felt around me, I was put off by so i've never really been very trusting of human beings i've been more trusting of the the other side like spirits crypto ufos things like that that's just who i am you know i don't believe i don't believe i'm here because i'm supposed to be i believe i'm here because i'm supposed to guide teach others i'm to open others to other prospects of life that's what i'm here i was i believe that i was chosen to come here to just do that i'm not supposed to be here but i'm here because i'm trying to help that's what i believe i've never felt like i fit in here on earth i never have i feel that way too you know it's growing up i think i've learned or taught myself to i don't know about not trusting people but not trust them as so as much as i did in the past as when i was younger when i was younger you know i had friends i lost a lot of good friends and I've never made contact with them or anything that I know of. Yeah. And no, I, had, I to... had a couple of very good friends. Yeah. But and... not many. I liked to, I did like to be on my own. I was a very quiet, quiet person. And everyone would always say, Chevy, you're always so alone. And I'd just look at them and smile and look like I and always like say under my breath, but I'm not alone. Because if you could see them, you could see that I'm not alone. There'd, there'd be loads of them around me, always, always protecting me and being right. there, you know so i've never really been alone right i had a very really close friend that we knew each other for quite a few years and 
I haven't seen him in years, and he like he disappeared right off the face of the earth. I haven't seen him in decades now, and we were so close. He was like a brother to me. I mean, he was just like a brother to me. We used to get together, listen to music, talk about the world, you know, and and it's strange where he went. I never could find him. I searched death records. I searched everywhere for him. I could not find him. He's he's like he disappeared off the face of the earth. I cannot find him. And we were close, just like brothers, man. I think that I think like true friends are really important. Like my true true friend was when I was at school, and his name was uh, Tony. Absolutely amazing. He was uh, a really good guy, and um, I used to really struggle with school and with my home life because of the way I was treated and things like that. And he would always be the one that would be the, the shoulder to cry on and tell me that everything was all right. And uh, he's the only true best friend that I've had. And he died when he was sixteen. I was fourteen when he died. And uh, he died from meningitis, and uh, we was away on a, a school trip when it happened. I was away with his brother when when he passed away, and um, I remember us coming back and, and me seeing the newspapers and that. And you know, you do have to value your friends because sometimes you you end up not having them anymore. And you know, like I was really close to him, always always there. And when he passed, that was devastating. And for years and years and years. Like I didn't have communication with him or I wasn't able to communicate with him. But in the last like eight to ten years, he's he's been showing up. He's been coming and seeing me and it's it's the best feeling ever, you know, to, to be able to see him again. And, you know, it, so young as well. And then I lost my auntie, which is my other soul. My other soul, the one person that I went to about everything. I would have all my holidays with her. I was hardly ever at home. I was always with her and... And I lost her as well. But I found it very hard to uh, to trust people because of that, you know. And um, the things that I have done when I have opened my home to people and I've helped people, I've always been mistreated and disrespected. So me trusting people is really difficult, not just in friendships, but in relationships as well. I've been through a lot of bad stuff in relationships. So for me, trust is a really big, big issue in my life. Your, your um, friend... Your friend, when he passed away, he was young. You said, but he was sixteen. Did he? 16. Did he get? Did he like go from sixteen to twenty-one, or did he just stay sixteen? When, or did you see an image of him? Or sometimes he'll come to me in his older age, like how he would look now if he was still here. And sometimes he comes in his younger age. It really does depend on what he wants to do and how he's feeling at that time. Um, nine times out of ten, he'll come around the age that I am now that he would be if he was here, you know. Um he just looks younger. He just because obviously he's in the spirit world. And he didn't look very old when he died either. He was he looked very baby faced and sixteen years old, you know, it, it, it was absolute it was hard. It was hard. But losing Losing people sometimes makes you stronger. It makes I think that's one of my reasons I'm so like obviously I've always had communication with spirit, but I think losing them and seeing them kind of verified it that even the people that I actually know when they go they do come back like that that's verified that for me so for me that's what got me into doing the investigations and that because I'd see strangers turning up in my house I'm like well why are you here and that and I'm like is this just a figment of my imagination is this not real but when I lost my auntie and I lost my friend and I, I see my auntie I was like 
this is where we all go this is where we all go so that's why I got into it and the fact that I just want to help spirits and I want to help people to have peace you know what I mean and I want the spirits to not be trapped and I don't do the investigations to get famous. I don't do the investigations to get big numbers. I do it because it's passion and I care about it. And I care about the energies on the other in the other worlds. And I care about the people here as well. That's why I do it. Have you, sorry, Sherry. Have you ever had a near-death experience? Have I had? Yeah, a yeah. near-death experience. Yeah. I, myself, too. I have, too. And... I almost died in a car accident, which is a very strange story. I was with my brother, and we were, you know, up going up the highway. We were at a bar. He was drinking. I was drinking. But he was driving. I was on the passenger side. And we're heading up this bar that we knew. And it was so strange. I went through the windshield. He, he I don't know if he fell asleep at the wheel, but we hit the bridge. And I went through the window, and he held my eye for me and I would have bled to death after I got to the back to the hospital I went into a coma <clears throat> well when I was in this coma I remember they said I was speaking in tongues which I was speaking in tongues and I remember someone holding my hand I couldn't see his face but he was holding my hand and, and we were floating over the holy land which is very strange <clears throat> and I remember they said I took a breath. They said I went, <gasps> took a breath. And I, I told him, I said, I don't want to go back there. And in a deep voice, he said, I don't want you right now. They said I took a deep breath. They said I woke up and I came out of a coma. And that was, I mean, that was the strangest thing, but it happened. I, I remember being there. Maybe it's the power of the energy, you know, that our creator. Um, being there and, and telling you it's not to, it's not your time yet like they all know when it's your time you know and with me um, I'd done an investigation where I was severely attacked by a negative energy and I had uh, a whole collar full of just flesh and blood where my skin had been ripped off where I'd had like crosses done upside down now over a period of a few months th this infection got worse and worse and um, it started to do really bad things to my body. And I ended up getting blood poisoning. And there he went. And um, I remember seeing the light. I remember seeing myself going into this dimension that I've seen many, many times. But then just as I'm getting to that doorway, I hear a voice come through going, it's not your time yet. You need to go back. And I felt like what felt like a push. And I, I wished back, but at the time when I was going through the gate, it was absolutely beautiful. I, I can't even explain what it looked like. It, it's not like down here. <clears throat> That's like what I felt too. It was beautiful. Absolutely it was beautiful. And I do believe that like people say they believe in heaven and hell. And I believe that there is a heaven and hell, but it's not the way that people portray it to be. I believe that your heaven and hell is what, how you see it in yourself. So if you've done something bad and you see your hell the way it is, I think that's how you would see it over there. Like, if you want to go to heaven and you've done good things, you've got all these things that are your favourite things and things that make you happy in that. And you're going to see that in your heaven world, along with not having to suffer with um, money problems anymore, illness. All of that would be gone. But, you know, I do believe that we meet our loved ones there as well, with you? 
but it, it was a it was it was an absolutely crazy experience because it was like going through a tunnel. It was like going through a tunnel, and then there was just this this piercing white light. I saw flowers. I saw people that and had then, like, passed on. Like, yeah, it was land. beautiful. Like, flowers was, and beautiful trees. and Yeah, it was beautiful. I mean, I didn't want to come back. I did not want to come back. And it was the strangest thing. It was like I was talking to people I knew who passed before me, you know, other loved ones. And uh, I don't know. I can't explain it. It was peaceful. I didn't want to come back. It was, and you don't want to come back when you experience that. But the thing is, is when it's not your time, they're not going to allow you to stay there. You know, you've got purposes down there and there's a reason to why you're here. So we're all part of a history and a way of life. Okay. And life has to go how it's supposed to. So, you know, and what I've done is I've took from those experiences and I try to bring that into my my reality. I tell people about it and, I, you know, I, I give people insight into things that i see and things like that and you know for a lot of people they find that really fascinating and really amazing and i enjoy doing that um i love it i love your positivity you know i've got i've got health issues and problems and and things like that but where i used to look at it as a burden i don't look at it as a burden anymore i look at it that my illness just gives me that audacity to be able to help others and that illness just shows that I'm alive and that I am somebody special and important. Pain isn't pain isn't meant to be a torture. Pain is meant to be a remembrance of your existence and that life is important and you've still got it. That's how I try to look at it now. Yes, I still have my moments where I get down and get a bit fed up, but I value my life and anything that's wrong with me, I, I, I'll take that. I'll take that because... It means I can help others. <clears throat> pain so. is pain is a part of life. I think it I'm is. losing my voice, Sherry. Yes, I'm on. It's going up, down, yeah. <laughs> in and but out. It's just like death. Death is a part of life. Life is part of death. It's without either one or the other. You can't have one without the other, right? Exactly. Like you've got, you've got, you've got life. You've got death. Just as you've got good, you've got bad. You can't have. En- you can't not have any of that. There has to be those elements. That's what keeps this this planet balanced. I think that's what's wrong with a lot of people today. They lost touch with nature. They lost touch with where they came from. You know, they're, uh, I don't know, they just lost touch. You got all this uh, social media, computers, you know. uh, So what would you you say is your view on scientific sides of paranormal do you believe in the scientific side or do you believe in being yourself i believe in myself believe in you know being myself i don't believe in anybody else's uh you know thoughts on but that's a good answer i like that answer I, I, I mean i was catholic growing up in school i mean you know when i was young i was catholic it was a strict kind of strict my grandfather was the strictest he was very strict and you know he do his hail, hail marys he had his rosary and he had <clears throat> i tell you he was strict but then after i started growing up i was eight nine i went to church and you know you see things in the catholic church that you just shouldn't see, and uh, that's what kind of turned me away from the from going to church for a while i stopped going to church and not because i didn't believe in god or anything like that or you know 
our creator or anything like that. Just because humans ruin our, our spiritual thoughts, you know, it's just death. Death isn't fun. Humans are so evil towards one another, you know. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You know, when I was like, I we were talking about my summer in New York. Now, when I was in New York City, <coughs> excuse me, Sherry, I'm sorry. <clears throat> That's okay. And um, to hammer, um, my the prospects of death isn't fun. No, death isn't fun, and for a lot of people, it is very scary because you don't really fully know what's going to happen to you when you go over there you know you've got your inklings and your little insights when the spirits show and talk to you and things like that but none of us really fully know what's going to happen to us when we go over there so it's very normal to have that fear and that worry but don't because death is a natural part of life yeah and death is not the end death is the beginning okay because once you die you continue on something even greater okay so don't fear death we don't want to die yet because we've got a lot more to learn here still. But when right. we do go, believe me, guys, it, even though it's a scary prospect because we're not certain of what's going to happen to us, one thing that is certain is we go on to another life. Life right. begins when we go. Yep. One without pain, right? Yeah. One without... And no, no pain, no suffering, no no people trying to take money off each other. We ain't got to fight right. over money. We ain't got to fight to get food. It, it, there is none of that there. Right. You know, it, it, it's perfect. Yeah, that's where I believe. Which is how too. this world should have been, but sadly, sin and stuff have come up on it, and we've we've turned the other way. Okay, so this this place has become a place to learn your your views and your morals and who you are, and right. um, to to choose the right path. Okay, so with you doing the paranormal, do you think that um, protection? is important when you go on investigation do you think that being safe is yeah very yeah very much so i always take a rosary with me at all, at all times or a crucifix and or holy holy water i always take them two things with me and i always say prayer, my prayers every night so i don't never you know never miss my prayers and i always pray if i'm in a graveyard or you know i mean and it, I try to talk, speak as politely to the spirits as I can, just like I would be talking to, you know, a person Don't get me on the wrong. Always have respect for spirits and stuff. Always be firm because they should know where they need to stand, okay? They cannot overtake you. They cannot do things or overpower you. And you always have to make that very apparent to them by saying, you know, like when you leave a location, always make sure that you say to them that they can't follow you they're not invited and things like that because if they will some of them will follow you home because you haven't gave them that that intention not to come with you or anything and like prayers and stuff are really important as well and like you said holy water and stuff like you've got such things as like different different th- protection things you can wear around your your arms and around your neck you know you've got so many different aspects of protection protection crystals and stuff as well like i carry all sorts of things you know i mean i take candles sages cemento wood black salts white salts i take everything because of how open i am i know that the people that go with me are going to get bombarded by spirit so i have to make sure that i protect them because of i'm like a magnet i am like a magnet when it comes to the spirit world. Do, you, do you take sage do you take sage with you sage yep yeah. One of my one of my must things is your sages and your salts and your holy water. Most definitely, don't ever forget that. And candles, 
because no matter how many you how much you're doing like your spell you're doing your prayers and you're doing those sort of things to protect always make sure you've got a lot a candle to light okay because you need to represent that light and that positive energy when you're doing that doing that prayer so that it surrounds the area that you're in so i, I do a lot of that protection is a very important thing to me as well so So why don't you like before I get the guy to see go back over the chat and see if, if the guys have said anything, just tell the guys like and some of the places that they can actually catch you on. So you've got Amazon for your books, you're on Twitter and YouTube, Facebook. I have put the links in the room, guys. If somebody in the chat that's a blue could go up and just uh copy and paste the links I put to the top of the chat and just re-put them in the room for me, I would appreciate that. What I'm going to do is get on to showing you um, some of the videos and some of the pictures that Curtis had sent me over that he wanted me to share with you guys. So first I'm going to start off with the two pictures that he sent me of what he got on some investigation. So just give me two seconds, bear with me guys. Um, yeah, these are them. Okay, so we've got that one. Just got to bring it back up. Need you again, Chris, please. So, as you see in this picture, Curtis had took a picture. I will get him to explain a little bit more about it in a minute, but... He sent me this picture over. Now, in this picture, you've got the tree. He's obviously in a wooden area. Now, in this circle, you can see what looks like, to me, a young child silhouette. You've got his head here. You've got part of his body behind the tree there, but you've got his arm. And then you've got what looks like he's got like an over jacket or something. And this may be a leg. But you can clearly see that there is an apparition that is uh, sticking out of the tree. Could you... Tell us a little bit about this picture, Curtis. <clears throat> well, it was, uh, as I was walking up the lane to Lover's Lane, he peeked out behind that tree. I just happened to snap it. I had my camera going. And and then there was an he, – he's not the only one that's there, though. There's other images. The other images that I caught sound like an – looked like an alien or something with a headdress. Yeah. Or, it was very strange. It I've had pictures like that as well. Yeah, so yeah it wasn't. Did you see that image in the background walking in in the lane? What on this one? On the video? Did you see that? There's. No, I, I've not seen that. Is that the video that you sent me a couple of days ago that I'm going to be showing in a minute? Well, that's the witch. That's the witch woods, but yeah, I'm I don't going to know. show the witch. I'm showing the witchwood um, video that you sent me the other the other day. I'm going to show that on here. So they All should right. be able to see that. And um, I've got the the short clip it ones that you sent me as well of your books and whatever. So we're going to be uh, looking at that. Right, like, let me come off of that one. But don't take it down. Just leave it up. I'm just trying to get the other picture. Hang on. Um, and then we've got this really interesting um, picture that, that Curtis had done as well. Now, to me, in this picture, like from what you've got, the you've got the gravestone here, 
and you've got what looks like somebody standing over the grave the gravestone so you've got like the body that looks like a like a face or a head like I, I didn't, yeah i didn't see it when i was filming it i didn't see that you know and then it's very you've strange got what looks like little little orbs yeah as well just a few but the clear one is 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 the image you've got a full apparition by the sounds of it you've got you've got the legs here you can see a leg actually standing through that grave okay and you've got the leg here you've got the arms and the body it looks like it's actually hunched over over the grave and it's like looking towards yeah. her That's what to me it looks like it's doing i didn't see that when i was filming it's strange I, I don't know if i can bring it near us so you guys can oh god it's gone yeah like can clearly see the full apparition of it like i'm gonna make that go back down because that looks that's it almost looks like a hood doesn't it yeah, like you've got the arms. There's clear clear arms here. And then you've got like the back hunched. And then you've got like what looks like a pair of legs, but there's something hanging down. So that would tell me he's wearing a long jacket. And it looks like he's got some sort of hood here. And then you've got his face appearing out of it, look, like looking at you. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah. It's, it's a very, like in, very interesting photo. And then, as I said, you've got like your orbs. And so... Tell us a little bit about this picture. Like, where did you get this picture done? Obviously, it's at a graveyard. Well, it was a local local graveyard, and it was a night investigation. It was very strange because a football game had started, and I was in the wooded area beside the graveyard, and I come out through, and this is where this was at. I come out of the wooded area, and when I was filming this spot right here, I... I did not see anything. I did not see that image until I got home and watched the video, which uh, that's how a lot of these things are happening. When I, if I'm filming at a graveyard or I'm filming, I sometimes I don't see anything until I get home. Then once I, I get think home, there's I a lot of investigators like that. We don't see yeah. a lot of things until we get home, and then you're like, yeah, very you know. strange, you know. I mean, you can't see with the with your naked eye. I don't know what it is, or if it's just the camera, or or vice versa. Sometimes I don't get EVPs until I get home. I don't hear it there. But if I go home and check the voice recorder, there will be something on there, you know. And, that, and that's what you've got to remember. Spirits are still people. If they don't want to communicate, they won't. You know what I mean? And if they do, they will, you know. And, um, you know, it's like I say to people as well. There's been people that have gone to certain locations to go, oh, I went there and nothing happened. So it's not haunted. I said, how do you know it's not haunted? Just because it, nothing happened that day doesn't mean that when you go back another day, something won't happen. Maybe you went on a wrong day. Maybe they weren't feeling up to acting up for you that day or whatever. So you do have to cont continuously try, you know, and they've got to get used to your presence as well. You know, they're not just going to, you know, come over to you and just automatically start communicating with you and saying that everything's OK and start talking to you. They've got to, to learn to trust you just as you do them, you know, so... But it's really, really cool when you get catches like this, where, you, you know, you're not quite aware of it when you're at the investigation, but you go home, you're going over your footage and, and you get something like this, like Curtis has got. It, it's really cool. And um, I would say that they're both absolutely amazing pictures, Curtis. Um, very, very good um, catches, I must say. So I'll bring that one down. 
And then what I'm going to do now is I'm just going to show you the, the few short clip videos and then I'm, the, the longer one. And then I'll say my thank yous. We'll get you guys to say whatever you want to say to Curtis and uh, we'll end the show, guys. So let me just um, get to the area I want to get on so that we can see the videos. We're going to leave his, um, his main video till last, the one that he sent me the other day. So I wanted to leave that till last. So we're just going to go over his little short videos first. He did make sure that we had some content and stuff for the show. And so you guys can get to know him a, li a little bit more. So these videos that I'm about to bring up to you. Ah, uh, short video clippets of his book. This one. So let me just um make sure that that's not playing yet. Yeah, it is. Um, bring that up. I'm going to need that again, Chris. Please. Angels and demons. Yep. And could I have it on full screen, please, so that um, or just a bigger screen? Yeah, that that's perfect. Thank you. Put that up to there like that, so you can see it right now. This is the first video. This is a short video on Curtis's book about the angels and demons, and this is the series part two. Hi, Kurt Schweiger Jr. My new audiobook narrated by Gina A. Jones, aka Brooke Chambers, award winning author, is now live and you can by the holiday season you'll be able to buy it everywhere. So be sure to check it out this holiday season. It's pretty cool. I think it's the best audiobook of the year. Peace, love, Curtis Weger Jr. Right, so we have that one. So then we want to bring up the next one. All of them on full screen, guys, when I get them. Sorry, it's just take, it's taken me a while. So this one is... Uh, 12 minutes long so we'll leave the longer ones for a minute and just do the short ones okay oh hang on no not yet You've got to be able to get everything in one place, guys. It can be. Uh... In the shadows, the leaves rattle the ground. The shadow. 
Raven's Call. When the moon is full in the darkest of nights, deep in the shadows, the leaves rattle the ground, the shadows are tall. You can hear Raven's Call walking somewhere where no one walks, where no one goes, and the stalker stalks. The sun leaves and can't penetrate. The raven's call might seal your fate. Deep, deep, somewhere where light is no longer seen. The summer is no longer green. It's finally the cold, cold fall. Beware, beware, raven's call. Very cool. Right, next one. Sorry, guys, you've just got to bear with me because um, it, there's quite a few videos. Like, I've got the main ones now. I've got the, the last ones that I need just to show you after, to play after that. Oh, I meant to do that. I'm really enjoying myself, though. I really am. I just wish, you know, that. Sorry, excuse, sorry that that was going on. I couldn't get that to turn off. Say that again, please, Curtis. Oh, I'm just really enjoying this show. I love it. I, I told you you'd feel at home because you was feeling a little bit nervous beforehand, and I am a really down to earth person. You ain't, you really don't have to oh, um, worry. I was well. really nervous earlier. I was I was really really nervous, but you made me feel very very calm and. Now I feel alright. And a lot of people do say that about me. They do say they feel very comfortable when they come up with me because I'm I'm just very down to earth. I'm I'm not somebody that asks complicated questions or puts you on the spot. I kind of just get on with it. So, and I'm glad that you're enjoying it. We're enjoying having you. Schweiger, this is an evidence review video of the investigation I had a few nights ago, and I did record some screams. And towards the end of the video, you'll hear some footsteps. I'll let you decide what you're hearing here. This is what was in a local graveyard, and I don't know where these screams were coming from, Sherry. They sound very, very bizarre. Wow. If you watch the video, there's no nobody there. There's no nothing going on. It's, I'm just in the graveyard by myself. Very strange. That's the, obviously them communicating with you. You can clearly hear what sounds like them like some screams and. If there is anybody here, can you say who you are, or what your name is? Wow. Are you here with me? Yeah. 
Thank you, Hammer. I like to be as natural as I possibly can and make people feel comfortable. Can you say hi to me right now? I think I'm hearing voices right now. I think I hear something. But can you say your name? It's not gone off, guys. It's just a very dark screen on this bit by the looks of it. Yeah, it's just all those footsteps and stuff. I was sitting yeah, still. And it, is that is that them walking around at the minute? Yeah, I was sitting still and something was walking around me. It was very that was weird. Fucking hear it. Can you say your name? Can you say who you are? Very interesting. Yeah, that's. I have a lot of that stuff. A lot of, a lot of stuff like that. Right. You know, so like, that's that video. That was really interesting, Curtis. That one. Um, you could definitely hear the um the screams from unidentified um beings of the other side, and uh, clear footsteps walking around you while you're filming and doing that EVP. So that that's a really good catch as well. Very impressed. So now what I'm going to do is I want... There's two more um, videos that Curtis had sent me over. So we have got the one that is called The Searching for EVPs. That's 12 minutes long. And then you've got The Witch's Wood, which is 11 minutes long. Okay, so what I'm going to do is we'll first do the other EVP one. And then we'll do the witch's wood last because I wanted to show you the investigation one last and that to finish it with a really cool, a really cool thing. <clears throat> sounds, sounds good. And then we'll see what the guys are saying in the room and thank everybody for coming and things like that. And you'll have to tune in next week for another show. Sounds good. I'll be here if you want me. Obviously, you can come in and watch that. It's more than welcome you're all family oh, thank right you. thank you so Jerry. you're very welcome so you're this you're one family is me too Sherry. always and this is a very good community to be part of and if you're just getting into your investigation tonight you've got some really really good people on here that could really help you in a lot of ways so you've, yeah. we've got your back so this is the video that was also done by Curtis and it's called Searching for EVPs. Now, this was in the woods. I'm taking it this was done in the uh, the witch's wood. I think so. I think so. Right. So we're going to go down the bottom again and play this one. And if you guys um, tell me and Curtis what you think, listen carefully so that. Um... Chris, could you put that up for me? Thank you. So, this one is 12 minutes long. Hi, Gershweiger. This is Searching for EVPs, Part 4. And I wanted to return to the wooded area here where I saw a face. Mm. 
these woods look like something out of a fairy tale. I mean, they're... I keep thinking about Alice in Wonderland jumping out in this, these woods. They're so pretty. But, Sherry, if you look, you'll see an orange glow peek behind the tr one of the trees. Okay, I'm looking. I saw an orange glow, and I did see a, a white face come through when I was in here the last time. And the last time was pitch black. Keep looking for an orange glow, Sherry. Yeah, I'm watching. Do, do these woods look like any woods in England, London? We have some um, beautiful wood blooming areas over here that look very much like that, yeah. Oh, I would love it. Oh, wow. Did, did you see that? Oh. That's did you the, see uh, anybody in here with me tonight? Yeah. And if there is, can you tell me what your name is? Yeah, it kind of peeks behind a tree and then I've seen a face in here. Uh-oh, my battery's running low, Coach Jerry. Not too long ago. Hang on a minute. If you can say who you are. Uh, Chris, bring that down a minute, because I think he's saying that he's, his phone's um, low or something. Uh, yeah, I bet. How, how, many, how long is it on for your phone? I'm not sure. My battery's getting kind of low here. I'm way upstairs, so I'll probably have to go down and plug it in or something. Right. Do you want to stay on, or do you want to, like, give your, your information on where people can join you and and things like that, and what? maybe sit, or, or yeah, you're going to go down and plug it in, or carry on playing the thing, if so? Yeah, that sounds good, Sherry. That way I can, we can call it a day. Unless you want to show the Witchwoods one and call it a day. Well, take this video down and just do the witch video, yeah? Yeah, it sounds good to me if you want to. Yeah, no, we'll do that one then. Okay, right, hang on a minute, guys. Um, we'll do the witch one. Go we'll do our goodbyes and stuff after, guys, and then um, it'll be the end of the show. Chris, if you could just bring that up quickly for me. Sorry. So this is the investigation that Curtis done a couple of days ago at the Witch's Wood. This was an investigation. It's 11 minutes, just over 11 minutes long, guys. Um, keep an eye out. Is this the one that you said that you caught like a shadow or something, Curtis? Uh, yeah, I did. Right, just, just keep your eyes out, guys, and tell me if you see anything. Can write it in the room. Kurt Schweiger Jr., Witchwood's Night Investigation, Part 1. I wanted to come down in here and see if we could get some EVPs, but 
It's very spooky down in here. Trying to find the old witch grave there. If you look on the tombstone, you'll see the witch's impression on through the light, I think. That's what I think I'm seeing. Are you watching, Sherry? Yeah, I'm watching, but I'm also posting your links out. Anybody in here with me tonight? I came back at nighttime just to see if I can get some EVPs and see if you ever were here. If you can, say something to me, will you? I'm not going to stay too long because it's pretty weird down in here. So, let's see if you taped anything. Are you here? Are you here with me tonight? Say yes or no, or give me your name if you can. A lot of strange things were happening down in there and all that. Interesting investigation. in here with me?
anybody in here buried here? I was told there's an old witch that was buried here years ago. Is that true? And if there is, can you talk to me and say hi to me? Or is that part of your foundation there? This is definitely pretty weird down in here, let me tell you that. Anybody in here with me tonight? to be people come that came down in here and do rituals down in here and other things down in here. coming back here. This place is pretty strange. But I was told so many different stories about it. That's why I'm back here. Yeah, okay, okay, she's still with us. A lot of strange things happened. I guess she had to be there. Very weird. <coughs> yeah, no, that's the thing with these sort of things. You do have to experience it and be there in full hand. They are really cool to do investigations and that. Anybody here with me? We'll get ready to get heading here. I hear voices, but I don't know what I'm hearing here. <clears throat> you here? Which I'm going to give you one more time to let me know if you're here. Are you here? I'm going to get ready to get heading now. There is a Facebook user on Facebook saying, Hi Dad, so I'm taking it that's your son hurts or your daughter.
And now, hello to you. I don't know what this thing is here, but it's pretty weird. something. Anybody in here with me? Heard there was a witch that lived down in here. Just listen here. I'm going to have to leave now and get out of here, but I definitely will be back. So that was Curtis's investigation that he'd done a couple of days ago at Witcheswood. Again, very interesting. There were some strange sounds. We could hear birds and stuff, definitely. Definitely surrounded in the na natural world of nature and stuff. But a very interesting place. I did get a very eerie feeling watching that. Like, I, I don't know why, but I felt like that, that like you had eyes on you. Like something was watching you. I kept hearing foot. You know, people, something walking behind me, you know. And then I seen that little, looked like an image of a witch in the tombstone out through the light. Yeah. It was which... very interesting. Very, very interesting. Guys, if you haven't got Curtis, I have sent all of the links and stuff into the chat. Please go and support him on his Twitter, his Facebook, YouTube, and all of those platforms. Please go and look at his amazing five books he's wrote as well on Amazon. The links are all in the room. I do want to say a big thank you to all of the new people that are in the room. 
and to obviously you as well, Curtis, for coming on. What I just want to do really quickly while, while we're here is just go through the chat and give a shout out to everyone very quickly. So we've got Christina Day. We've got Hammer Horrible. Hello. Welcome to all of you. We have got me in the room. We've got Facebook user. Hi, Dad. That must be your son or your daughter. A big hello to you as well for coming in. My daughter, probably. We've got Shrimp Shack. Big shout out to you. Ghost Squad Scotland, which is Chris, the one that you saw on the panel. Papa Joey's Adventures, hello. Jana Stone, hello. Big welcome to all of you. We've got... Just going up, sorry. I don't like to miss any of my people out, especially when they come and... uh, Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Sherry, too. Specialist of the Strange, which is Dakota. So he he was in the room. He did check in. That's the, the main boss. He's also on the Bold and Boncar Network, LLC. Christina there. We've already done Christina. We've done Hammer. Obviously, a big shout out to my fellow as well, uh, Coffin and to Light, which is Anonymous Light. They were in the room as well. To anybody that's been watching us on any platforms, any of the YouTube networks, Facebook networks, a big, big thank you to all of you for yes. coming over and supporting us. Please go and check his links. Is there anything you'd like to say to the guys, Curtis? <clears throat> Thank you for watching, and good to meet you, Sherry. And it was interesting, and I enjoyed it. Well, absolutely amazing content, and an absolutely amazing guest, Curtis. I very much enjoyed having you on. And maybe in the future, when you've done a few more investigations, maybe we could have you back again to have Sounds a little good. bit more of a, a chat and to interact with the guys on chat. So. What I'm going to do is I'm going to send you all lots of love, light and blessings and may you have a safe and peaceful night. And thank you for supporting us all. A big shout out to the Boulder Bonka lads, to all of our streaming network sponsors and all of the people that put us out on the networks. Without you, we would not be able to do this. But from me and from Curtis, we're going to wish you a good night and a blessing. And we'll see you all very soon. Blessed be and a merry parting.